to episode 21 of Double Shot Connection. If you're not following us on Instagram, please give us a follow at Double Shot Connect. If you're not following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do. And if you like the episode, or even if you don't like the episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be much appreciated. Now, this is a very special episode because this is being recorded live in the tropical city of Broome, Western Australia. It is lovely. It is sunny. The water's clear blue. It cannot get any better than that. So we are so excited to record today and we also have a very, very, very special guest. So Marvin, I'm going to let you introduce our guest today. So start us off. Yes, of course. Varms has forgot to mention that he has been working very hard on his tan up here in Broome and it's nowhere near as nice as mine. So I'll just quickly say that. But yeah, we have a very special guest. She is, I guess you'd call her a Broome local. She spent a few years up here in the sunny town of Broome. She actually introduced me to Broome. She is a WA author, up and coming, has released a brand new book, which dropped uh, late last week. And she will tell us a bit about that called Beautiful. She is a lovely young lady. She's achieved many things. She's made a very big impact in my life. yeah, I don't even know what else to say. She's a very important part of my life and she's actually driven myself a lot to start this podcast along with Varms. I've mentioned her a few times. And without further ado, here is Emily Strange. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. Um, watching you guys grow for the past 21 weeks has been really amazing and I can see how much you've both grown from it. And I've been patiently waiting for my turn to jump on the podcast. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's really nice to be recording this in Broome because it's such a special place to me. And to be here with both of you is really nice. And yeah, I'm really excited to record this with you guys. Yeah, no, thanks so much for coming on, Emily. It means a lot. And we're we going to call her Emily or M during the episode. Either. <laughs> Either <laughs> works. And before we get started with everything, Let's give a plug for your book. Where where can we find it and how can we purchase it? Yeah, it's available for pre-order at the moment. I'm waiting for the hard copy print. So you can head to my Instagram, beautiful by M Strange, or my other one is Emily Strange with two Y's underscore, and you'll find the link there for pre-order. Otherwise, it's available as an ebook on Amazon. There you have it, everyone. So if if you find out about Emily's book through this podcast, let her know. Let her know that Double Shot Connect sent Use the discount code VAMAS or FLOG20 <laughs> and you'll get a 20% discount as well. <laughs> and a personal message from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a really good book. I, I, I know it. I'm gonna, I can tell you now that I'll be purchasing it and supporting it. So everyone else should, should do the same. So... I'm sure everyone listening or any new listener, and Emily knows this segment because she's been a great supporter of this podcast, is we like to ask our guests, what is your Double Shot Connect moment? And what we mean by this is what is a life-changing or impactful moment for you? So, Em, what is your Double Shot Connect moment? I actually had a think about this and I, I have two Double Shot Connect moments. Um, getting sober is a big part of my story 
And it was in Broome last year, I ended up in hospital after a big night of drinking. And it was that moment, um, waking up, seeing my younger sister's face and my best friend by the bed crying. And just something inside me just knew that I couldn't keep going and I had to, something in me had to change. I had to stop fighting and basically put my hands up in the air and say, the only thing I can do is give up alcohol and that was the first sort of glimpse of hope where, you know, I have to take responsibility and change my life. I can't keep going the way I was going and waiting for someone else to do it. And for two months, I was able to remain sober. However, not even the consequences of that night kept me sober. So then fast forward a few months when I went back to drinking and it was March this year where, you know, I was out with both of you actually, and I was drinking to numb my emotions and waking up the next day after saying some pretty horrible things, um, like something inside of me had given up. And, you know, that was the day that I, I did quit drinking and I gave up and I haven't had a drink since that night. And it's been a very painful and slow rebuilding of my life. But yeah, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, it's like that rock bottom is the chance to rebuild yourself how, however you want. Oh, yeah, that, that's amazing. And firstly, before we proceed any further, uh, thanks so much for sharing that. It's very courageous of you to you know, let our listeners into some of your personal life there. So, but firstly, thanks so much for sharing. It means a lot to the both of us. And can I just say, I've, I've seen the growth within you and from, from that night to, to now as well. So hats off for you for identifying that and Thank you. doing something about it as well. Sometimes it is hard to get yourself out of a certain mindset or situation. So the fact that you've done that, well done, Em. Proud Thank of you. you. Yeah, I could see the pain that I caused people I care about. And so it wasn't just for me, it was for them as well. Yeah, definitely. And was that the, is that the two moments, one and two, or was that moment yeah, number yeah. one? Oh, no, that was, one okay. And two. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's, well, I guess Vimes, what Vaughn said about seeing you grow, I can definitely attest to that. And yeah, I, I second that. You should be very proud of you yourself. And I know, I remember when I first met you um, late last year, uh, Em and I met on social media and she was telling me uh, that she was writing a book um, that <laughs> makes it sound like I was seedy and slid into a dm which i didn't do she it was actually tinder everyone so if you've met someone nice on tinder just claim it yeah. one thing about mom is that he's in a, he's a fence you know he just, just can't get off the fence so here you go i always make fun of moms for jumping on tinder but yes i have been on that app very rarely in my young young uh it was last career year. <laughs> in my young career um and yeah i, I met em on that app and yeah, she was telling me how she was writing a book and I was just really amazed by that. Um, I kind of like had no idea what kind of book it was. If you're writing a children's book or a <laughs> comic book, who knows? Um, and then, yeah, you told me about it and, you know, we connected about, uh, connected around all that mental health, um, that topic and all, all that. We're pretty open and honest with each other from the get-go. And yeah, you, I've seen you slog it through um, the process and you've really perfected this book. And as Vaughn said, if anyone has the opportunity to, or jokes aside, you might get a discount with that code. <laughs> You'll <laughs> get a nice message from us and M. M will um, we'll definitely, she's, as she said, she's in the pre-order stage, so she'll 
write you a nice little message. I just want to ask you, was there a certain moment or when did you, you know, you talked about your sobriety there. When was there a certain moment where you're like, I really want to write this book? Was that before all these events or after or during? Yeah, it was actually quite a bit before. It was, um, I was living up in Broome at the time and I was really struggling with depression and anxiety and my drinking was never bad to the point where I was drinking all day, every day. It was more, you know, just the normal, typical binge drinker on the weekend. So I didn't see it as a problem back then. However, I could I could really tell that something internally was wrong and it was causing me a lot of stress and unhappiness. And I was trying to seek as much professional help as possible, but I was writing a lot in my journal just as a way of, you know, offloading all of my thoughts because I had so much going on in my head. And rereading my stories, I, I could just see a pattern that it was going on and on and nothing much was changing. I could just see how much it was an internal battle rather than being external. Like I was living in Broome. My life was amazing. And I thought, if I cannot be the only one be going through this. You know, there's a lot of talk about mental health awareness. However, and no one really talks about it. We talk a lot about, you know, being aware of mental health, but sitting down and chatting to your friends especially in a small country town it's just it's unheard of people are afraid to talk about it and I guess it started off as a way of for myself it's very therapeutic very painful as well writing about your past and writing about your deepest fears and it then became a story it was it was my story and it, it unfolded into a book and that's where it all started, I guess, as a way of, you know, journaling my own thoughts and then, you know, thinking that this could help someone else not feel so alone. Yeah, that's that's really great that you documented all that as well. Some I know some people like to hold it in, which is everyone's choice, but it's great that you were able to capture it on a piece of paper and it gives you that, so like in one way, a measurement as well because you mm. get to look back and read on certain things and how you were at a certain point in time and it, it helps you, I guess, look look at your growth as well because you can see, oh, these are my thoughts now and this is how they've changed progressively. So it's really good. So in terms of your book, let's give the listeners out there a bit of a taste. What is it about? What did you document and what can they look forward to when they pick up and read Beautiful by Emily Strange? Well... It just started off as, you know, the struggles that I was facing as a young girl, a young woman, and I I didn't feel that anyone else was going through that. I felt very isolated and lonely. Um, I developed an eating disorder from a young age, severe anxiety, depression, and slowly, you know, I started getting help for those things and I started looking into the law of attraction and creating vision boards and getting that glimpse of hope that, you know, maybe this life, that there's another life for me, one with less suffering. And I guess it's my story of overcoming all these battles that I faced and now using my mind to thrive, you know, instead of just trying to survive like I was for so long. And one thing that I wanted to make really clear in the book is that you know, you don't reach a certain point and everything be okay. I wanted to make it clear that I'm just like anybody else. Like I still struggle with these things every day. However, 
that's not what defines me. These things don't define me. What defines me is what I'm doing with those things and how I'm creating a life now that I love and helping other people, wanting to inspire them to, you know, look within and make a change as well. So it's, yeah, I guess it's a, a book about hope, I guess. Yeah, that's very inspiring, Em. And as I said before, yeah, seeing all the hard work that you've gone into it and how, you know, you've gone back and forth with your publisher and how you've wanted the, you know, the perfect um, the book, which I think I've had a cheeky little read and I know that I get an acknowledgement in it. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing. You, you you talk there about people who have inspired you and, um, well, sorry, you don't talk about people who have inspired you, but how you can inspire others. Can I ask you, is there a few people that inspire you who inspire, apart from Vimes and I, of course, we know we're uh, <laughs> your daily inspiration but apart from that do you is anyone who particularly inspires you yeah I guess um a big motivator for writing this book is looking at other people who have been through these things and how they've created a beautiful life for themselves and that's the biggest thing that helped me get through my struggles is hearing about and reading stories of people who oh my god they've been through the exact same thing but that's not their problem anymore. They're now thriving. They're now creating this beautiful life and they seemed really happy and I wanted to know how they got there. And it was the one thing that kept me from feeling so alone, even if the people around me had no idea what was going on. You know, it gave me that bit of hope that I can get better and I will get better. And so I really looked to those people. There's one um, lady, I read her book early on in my healing journey. Her name is Mel Wells. She struggled with an eating disorder and she has a book called The Goddess Revolution, um, which I always recommend to friends struggling with body image and, you know, their relationship with food because it really helped me in my early days. And I now try to follow people on Instagram who, you know, are living an authentic life, one that they love and not trying to be like everyone else. And just just looking to the people I love around me, seeing how much pain I had caused them was also a huge motivator to want to get better so I could, you know, be the sister, be the daughter, be the friend, the girlfriend, whatever it is that my friends and family deserve. It wasn't just about me and that was a huge motivator as well, I guess. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned their social media. I know that you talk a bit about that is that in your book the social media stuff yeah 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 yeah. what's i guess what's your opinion on all that and it plays a big role in today's society especially amongst all ages what's your thoughts on social media yeah even kids you know as young as primary school everyone has phones now on social media and so i feel lucky that i didn't have that in primary school but however going into high school it was starting to come into play and you know with my own fitness journey i was posting quite a lot and by year 12, I had built up 15,000 followers, which got to 20,000 followers by the time I was 19. And although I was being very honest about what I was going through, fitness and mental health, I wasn't posting that. I was sitting there waiting to see how many likes I would get, seeing how many comments I would get. And to be honest, it was a way of validating my self-worth. It was a very surface level way. I based my self-worth on the amount of likes and comments I got, people were commenting on my physical appearance and it was, you know, being, I felt like I'd been noticed for the first time and that's where my self-worth was based on the way I looked and what people thought about me, which is 
of course going to create suffering if that's all I think of myself but I think that's the danger that social media can create for us because you know people don't post what is really going on in their life all we see is the pictures with the filters and the highlights and I think that's where we need to be careful because it's a way of comparing ourselves, and I often have to have a break from social media for that purpose. So you still use social media? I, yeah, I still use social media now, but I deleted that big account because I had to have a break. I, I had about six months of social media to really, you know, focus on what's happening around me because that's the thing, life is happening around us. It's not online. Yeah, definitely. And what, how do you feel your relationship with social media is different now? It, having that break was was really good and you know I started a new account for this book and for my own personal life it's a way of you know staying in contact with people there are so many good reasons to have social media I've met some some of my best friends through social media and tinder <laughs> um, I was on tinder was he asked you <laughs> but I do I have to I have to be very aware of when I'm posting something or when I'm posting a story, I really have to check in with myself and check, am I posting this because I I really like this photo because I want to share what's happening in my life or am I posting it to get validation? And I think I have to be very aware of what's going on. Do you guys feel the same about that? Well, I know, for example, uh, we went to Cable Beach on Friday night beautiful sunset if anyone hasn't been to Broome before Cable Beach sunsets world class and uh, my co-host here Nathan Varma I think he borrowed one of your hats whipped out that and had a go at me for taking a few terrible shots of him you took a nice shot of him and he um he posted that on social media and he got a fair few likes because I'll admit he was looking not too bad not too bad for once and yeah I know for me I post a lot of things sorry the point of that story was Nath was saying he's like oh I got 60 likes I got 70 likes 80 likes I know that's not why he posts things he posts things on social media because he enjoys posting those photos of himself that he can also put on tinder but that's another story um, I know for, for myself I post things on social media most of the time I see it as a platform for kind of just I don't know I kind of as a bit of a joke or take the piss like most of the things I post is like as Vams would know stitching himself up stitching Vams up stitching a friend up stitching you up Em <laughs> done that a few times a few travel things I know for my for mine that social media is not a reflection of reality and um, yeah I know people have struggled with that and yeah it's very very difficult it can be very easy to fall into that trap um, however yeah for me I've never really had a problem or issue with that I guess I've been able to distinguish the difference between reality and social media and know that people post a lot of their best images or their best life I know not everyone's on a holiday every day eating gourmet five-star meals at fancy restaurants but I, I think it's great like you know as you said it's a great way to connect to people all around the world like moms and I have done a lot of traveling and we stay in contact with a lot of our friends through that um and yeah, it's a good platform just to have a bit of a laugh. That's I guess that's my relationship with social media. How about you, Vimes? Firstly, loves to speak on my behalf. Doesn't <laughs> let me tell my own stories. So, how many likes has that photo got, Vimes? Hold your horses a bit there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say for me personally, a bit of a different journey. Like, I mean, I was a bit late to the social media party. I only got on Instagram and. 
2018, so a bit different for me. And when I started, my well, I had my profile as public. I mm. probably, you know, did put a lot of thought into my captions and things like that. Might have used a bit of hashtags here and there <laughs> to gain a bit more followers. But Not many in a post, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, the optimal is 30, but it is 30 for my own personal one. He's 30 for the podcast, mate. Yeah, you're, good, you're good on that. But, um, yeah, I guess for me, I kind of did think like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, you know, I'm posting, what am I posting for? So you know, eventually I did turn my profile private. I was like, oh, well, who cares how many followers you have? Like, there's no no need to monitor that. It's just, you know, it is what it is sort of thing. So I definitely, I could see myself going down that path. So I was like, oh, well, might as well close that, I don't know, train of thought, thought yeah. or whatever pretty quickly so it allow me to not think about it and yeah now i just post when i'm on holiday basically i don't yeah or if i'm at pineapple club I'll oh, yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> and he loves to tell tell everyone how many insta story views he gets but yeah he's uh, he's he's good but yeah i mean at the end of the day like it is numbers and sometimes it's easy to get caught up in it and that kind of leads me to something i wanted to ask him was you know you had all those followers and I think you know and people might have something different to say about this but the initial reaction of someone is when they you know when they when you introduce yourself like, oh I had you on Instagram and if you had like 19,000 followers they're like oh wow you have 19,000 followers and they'll automatically look at you and think that you've got your life under control and you have it all so I guess when you had all those followers and you had all those likes and stuff did you think you're on top of the world do you think you know life is under control or is it a totally different story and there is a reality behind those Mm. large numbers it was never to the point where it you know it got to my head you know you see some influencers who know that their social media influences however with that 19,000 followers when I moved to Broome that's sort of when like reality hit a little bit that, you know, we live in such a bubble down in Perth to some degree with social media where there's such a hype about having so many followers. Well, there was when I was 19. And then moving to Broome, a few reactions from people really were like, oh, you're Insta famous. Who do you think you are sort of thing Mm. in this small Broome town? Yeah. And it really made me think, wow, people do judge someone based on their social media. But I was given a name that, you know, all I cared about was social media and it really made me, you know, reflect on who I was and what was I doing. And that's when I made that decision to delete the account, which was really hard because I was posting some really vulnerable stuff and I often had people reach out to me that I had no idea who they were and say thank you for sharing like I'm not so alone and it's because of your post that made me realize that and so I you know I had to really think about well I'm obviously helping some people not feel so alone but am I helping myself and I wasn't at that stage and that's when I decided to delete it and again social media is such a great platform for connection but I'm now at the age where I really value quality time with people I love and I can fall down the trap, you know, when we're at a beautiful setting or out somewhere and I'm on my phone texting or, you know, uploading a story. And even now I really have to 
you know, be mindful of that because it creates such a disconnection with people we love and want to spend quality time with. And I think that's where I don't like social media because it can affect friendships, relationships. You know, if someone tags someone in something and you see it and people with anxiety, I think it does affect them, like seeing things like that. But going back to your question, yeah, people do judge someone based on their social media and having that break was what I needed. And now, you know, for things like podcasts and book marketing, you do have to have a public profile because it's, you know, it's creating it's a numbers, business it's growth. platform. Yeah, definitely. It's a great platform. However, personal accounts, again, I think if you're not trying to be an influencer, then it, it doesn't matter if you're on private because all you really want to do is have people that you know follow you. Yeah, no, definitely. Can I ask you a question? You mentioned there that you got to 19,000 followers and then you deleted the account. As I said before, I've read your book and I think it's amazing. Well, I've read parts of your book and I think it's really amazing and I know for sure it'll blow up. If Emily Strange gets back to 19,000 followers this time, which is very possible, I think it's a you know big goal, as you said, and you're uh, getting your message out there, what would you do differently this time? Would you go down that same path, do you think? Would you delete the account or this time, how would you use it? to your advantage or yeah. yeah um very different approach this time even in my approach to you know how i think of myself my approach to life my approach to exercise when i had that nineteen thousand follower account it was very heavily fitness based and i was posting about my mental health and struggles with an eating disorder However, those captions would go with, you know, a picture of me at the gym, a picture of me in bikinis in the mirror. It was very much posting about real stuff, but, you know, still posting images where, you know, it was based on how I looked. Whereas now I think my approach is, you know, it's not so much about how I look, but, you know, the way a profile looks is obviously going to attract more followers but now I feel that I'm really being my authentic self I'm I'm posting a product that I created with a lot of love and hard work I'm I'm being real in my growth I'm not pretending to be anyone or not pretending that I'm somewhere I'm not and I think that's the difference especially like a different perspective my approach to social media is different and how I respond to, you know, likes and comments is very different. And I think that's the main thing and being aware of what your approach is, I guess. Yeah, and speaking of social media, I follow you on social media, obviously. Um, And you do post some pretty insightful stuff. So I was interested to know what is Emily's, I guess, favorite life quote that you sort of use to remind yourself that get you back on the right path life quotes yeah a big one is which is tattooed on my back actually trust your struggle and that came to me i was sitting at a cafe in perth and you know i was the weather was nice have good people in my life but i was still struggling and you know i had good things lined up and it just came to me like trust your struggle because no matter what i was going through you know so much clarity and 
so much clarity and growth comes from pain. And I think as humans, we think that we've got our stuff together if we're not if we're not sad, if we're not emotional, if things are going right. But it's being human is having all these emotions, whether it's sadness or joy. And that's what I'm coming to understand that having a full human experience is being able to, you know, digest all of these emotions. Just because I'm having a sad day doesn't mean I'm not moving forward. And so I that's probably what keeps me going is trust your struggle. Yeah, that's great. And I remember something as well that you told me was that, you know, when you're feeling uncomfortable, it means you're actually growing, which I thought was something Mm. something really great as well because I think at the time I was probably feeling a certain way and I had a chat to you and then you sort of, I guess you you put it in that way. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually that kind of makes sense because... If you're uncomfortable, you're probably, you know, exposing yourself to something new or you're doing something that you haven't tried before. So to identify in that way makes a whole lot of sense. Mm. So there you have it, everyone. Emily just, she knows what's up. I guess even with this releasing this book, it's been such a big goal of mine for the past year. I've I've been wanting to write this book for a couple of years now, but, you know, it, it really got taken into action about this time last year, I was living up in Broome at the time and, you know, I spent most days at a cafe just just starting to write my story and I just always had this idea in my head that once I release this book, like, everything's going to be all good. Like, it's the start of my new life and I think that's like a lot of us, I don't know about you guys, but we, we set these goals, we're high achievers and we have high expectations for ourselves and we're we're just so um, like driven to achieve this goal and we think that when we get there, everything's going to be magically. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel happier. Life's going to be great. But now that I've released this book, you know, I've, I've realised that it's actually the journey of getting there that that's the enjoyable part, even though it's going to be hard work. I feel no different yet releasing this book and... Maybe I'm not the best at celebrating achievements. Like I, I'm so proud of myself. However, it's not like it's suddenly a new life. Life is still happening and that's, I guess, one huge insight I've got from the last few days of releasing this book is that if I keep so focused on this goal ahead of me, I'm missing what's happening in front of me and I don't want to, you know, have all these goals and spend all my energy thinking about the day that I'm going to get there and then think, well, where was I for the past year being so unpresent? Yeah, and talking about this book journey, briefly touched on it about you at a cafe writing it. I, I haven't had the experience, I know Marvin hasn't had the experience of writing a book. I don't know how many listeners out there have had the experience. So expand on that. Let the listeners know the journey of actually getting to where you are now in terms of releasing this book, I'm sure it wasn't a smooth process either. So how, how did you actually create a book? Yeah, that's a good question, Palms. Yeah, it's definitely not as easy as I thought. I had tried writing it for about a year before, like I had said, but because I had, you know, we have so many stories that make us who we are, so many people and places that I guess a part of us and I didn't know where to start I didn't know what part of my story to start and you know I tried to start writing and then I think oh god that happened where do I put that and I was working with a life coach last year 
And that's what I, I truly believe that, you know, the people we need in our life will come to us when we're ready. And so I was working with this life coach who, you know, Mary, yeah, boxing with yeah, her. That's small right, world. small world. And she, I told her, I told her my goals and I told her that I have a huge goal to write a book. And it was just a few weeks earlier, she had went to a conference for, um, I guess, leaders. And she had met this lady who had been working in journalism for 20 years, who was now wanting to help people publish their personal stories. And I just thought, wow, what are the chances of that? And so she linked us up together and I worked with her for a couple of sessions, told my story, and she was really excited to start working with me. And we created a timeline of events in my life that I wanted to speak about that had had a significant impact. And it really helped putting what I wanted in my book on a timeline. I'm very much a visual learner. And so it was cool to be able to say, okay, I need to write that first. And it wasn't even so that I could start from the beginning and finish the end. It was not like that at all because there were parts I actually couldn't write about my few years in Broome until the very end of the book because, you know, I had a lot of painful but beautiful experiences here and I wasn't ready to write about that. And I actually eventually had to start writing and once you start writing, it's very therapeutic. But it was, yeah, it's definitely not the case of starting from the beginning and finishing at the end. So anyone starting any project, it's going to feel messy. And for a long time it did feel messy and it was very hard to see, well, where the hell is this book even going? But eventually, like, that's one thing I've learned. I'm exactly where I need to be. And, look, I've finished the book now and, you know, six months earlier I hadn't written for two months because I was going through, again, some stuff with anxiety and depression I wasn't in the headspace to write and I guess that's again trust your struggle trust that you're where you need to be and just you know keep trying to move forward as much as you can whether it's you know writing for half an hour once a week or just try keep that momentum up and eventually you know I was able to find the courage to write about these painful experiences and working with Shoma um, the editor I had basically written it all, sent it to her. She read through it and sort of moved a few things around. So it really helped having her help me do this, structure it, I guess. I did the writing, she structured it. And then she um, put me in contact with a lady who creates the cover. I had a really good idea of what I wanted it to look like, um, but she did all the graphic designing, who then she had to, um, I guess, put all the pages together, put the cover together, format it. And going down the self-publishing pathway, I had no idea what I was doing and it, it did create a lot of anxiety, I guess. But it's just, that's like any new thing, I guess. You just have to do your research. And I chose to upload through Ingram Spark, who distribute it to a lot of different platforms. So I thought that was a better way of getting my story out there they upload it to amazon they distribute it to dimix and a lot of i don't even know what other platforms they do because down that one i can then choose how many prints i want to order which is then why i have chosen to do this pre-order segment i guess so once i have the hard copies i can personally send off the books with a you know signed autograph or i have given people the option to pay for the pickup order to then be invited to my book launch in Perth, which I'm yet to set a date for. 
Yeah, no, that's very insightful and very in-depth. So if anyone's out there looking to write a book, maybe could they reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I found it very um, interesting how you made mention of, you know, writing the book isn't a start-to-finish linear journey. It's very non-linear, isn't it, in the sense that it can some days two steps backwards, one step forward. And as I said before, Vams and myself have seen you on this seen you go through this journey and yeah the amount of hard work and um, time you've put into it is very inspirational for both of us. I was going to say you talked about how the book's taken a long time to write and the goal you know you kind of haven't been celebrating or, or whatnot. Do you in some ways feel you've written the book now and now it's the big part of getting it out there, like getting as many people to purchase it as possible and um, spreading your story because it's a very important and powerful story. Do you feel that that's going to – is that kind of your next goal or where's the – Yeah, I have to um, – I'm being mindful of that because I have to go back and be true to myself and, you know, I didn't write this book to get money from it, to get sales from it. My main goal is I wanted to write a book to share my message. Um, and I forget like, wow, I've I've actually written this book. Uh, I can't wait to hold a hard copy. I think that's when it will actually hit me that I've, I'm an author and I've finished my own book. But I guess, yeah, I guess to get the message out there that I do need to go down this marketing pathway and go down the way of the social media platform because that's how we get messages out there these days and if I'm honest I'm actually quite anxious about it because I don't want to fall down that path again of relying on people buying my book and validating myself on how many book sales I have how many book sales I have because that's how I used to base my self-worth. Yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, that is one way to look at it. I, I, the way I guess I see is that it's, and I don't know about Vams, be interesting to get his opinion, but yeah, I see it as a way, that's the amount of people, if you look at it, the amount of people you've inspired and the amount of people you've been able to tell that story to because then, you know, they hear that story and they're like, oh, wow, you know, like they might be feeling that way. And then they go tell their friends to read your book or their family members and you're making a change, you know, you're making a really impactful and important change. You know, it's not just a book about Kim Kardashian's life where she like released the sex tape or things like that. You're actually saying to young boys and girls that I've had these struggles, which a lot of people can relate to, but don't open up about. And then, um, you know, talk about that story. I don't know why Barnes is laughing at me, but you talk about that story. Um, and yeah, I reckon the, the more people who buy the book, the the more um, yeah. reach you get out. Then I just want to say, I know you get notified when a book sale comes through. Please screenshot me when my um, stingy cheap co-host here buys a copy <laughs> of your book, so I can um, so we can <laughs> see that he's actually bought a copy. Yeah, and the reason why I was laughing before was. <laughs> I've got no shit. <laughs> oh, my ugly sight. Um, <laughs> the six pack. <laughs> we were driving around in the car, I think it was yesterday, and Kim Kardashian <laughs> sex tape came up. So he's remembered that and chucked it in the <laughs> podcast. So. But 
I'd be to divert away from that. I would be interested to know your thoughts on this and based on how I feel about this podcast. I mean, I guess somewhat of a similar journey. We acted on a thought and I was, yeah, I was scared at the start. I didn't want to share it on my personal story because I was like, oh, I don't want work people to see and all this stuff. But I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't care. Like it's out there. People beyond work can listen to it, but anyone can listen to it. So, and you know, you've at least made an impact on one person. So I guess with this podcast, I mean, I've thought about it a bit. I was like, okay, where are we at? Where do we want to go? And what have we done so far? And the fact that for me, it's like, well, the fact that we've been able to meet new people, interact with new people, we've got some pretty cool guests on, including yourself. Thank you. And we've gotten to 20 episodes. Like now having looked, like expressed, I guess, those achievements in a certain way, to me, if I'm like, if I stop this podcast tomorrow, I personally feel, and I'm not trying to sound cocky, I personally feel I've made it because I've done one of those things at least once. Like I've met a new person, I've spoken to someone high profile, I've put myself out there, I've learned something new. That that's just like holy crap. So I guess for yourself, I mean, of course it's great if you can you could sell ten thousand copies because it has a great message. But I guess what I want to ask you is, you know, your book does have a good message. So even if you well, you've sold more than a copy now, so you've you've achieved that milestone, <laughs> which is great. And even if one person reaches out to you, even if only one person gives you a review on Amazon. Is that satisfying enough for you, or do, does that make you feel like, wow, I've done it? Or yeah, well, I guess the thing, there? you know, if we're being open and honest, which is what this podcast is about. Yes, madam. <laughs> I guess you know, I get a bit afraid of expressing my fear of what people think because I've written this book. I don't want people to think that I'm fearful of what people think. Mm. But again, that's a big part of my story. Is that. I'm just like anybody else. And, of course, I have that fear of, you know, what if no one buys my book? But then I have to go back to what's true for me. And this is what I'm so passionate about. I'm so passionate about helping other people and, you know, inspiring other people to look within and go after the life they want and, you know, keep doing things until they feel themselves, until they feel whole all on their own. And that's why I don't think I could stop. I will never let the fear get in the way of that because, you know, nothing will get in the way of that if you're following what lights you up. And I do. I finally feel like I'm living in the light despite the fear. And, you know, fear and feeling uncomfortable, like I said to you before, is a huge indicator that you're growing, you're on the right path. And it's just our minds trying to get in the way of that. And... Again, that's what I'm learning. Our fear, it lives in the head and we forget that, you know, if we're following our heart, if we're following our passion, our body and intuition has an intelligence that the mind will never have. And so I've learned to, you know, say thank you to those thoughts, but that's not how I think anymore and keep moving forward. So, yeah, if I can just help one person, then I do feel like I've done my job. But at the same time, this is what my book is about because I'm not going to keep living small. I know that I can make a difference. I know that I can help people. And so, no, I I won't feel satisfied until I, I keep doing this till the day I die, basically. I'll keep following what lights me up. Yeah, and as Marvin said this morning on the beach, it kind of relates to that. It's back yourself in. You have that 
fire igniting you so you should keep it burning while it's there while you have that motivation because as we were discussing this morning as well time goes quick and when you have that time and you have that motivation you, you might as well use it so yeah very inspiring stuff there yeah and we've kind of had a bit of a insight it's not even really a joke but on this trip there's been the three of us here Nath, myself and M, and um Credit where credit's due, Vibes came up with this phrase and um, he just came up with it actually the other night when he had a few cheeky <laughs> beers. But it speaks volumes of the, the character he is and it's path of upward trajectory. Correct. Pout. So, and I guess that topic came up because we, it's heading, getting towards the end of the year and what a year it's been in all respects. And it's um, really shown how much growth you know, my, well, I guess we can only speak for the three of us here, but like, I know definitely for myself, um, but the, the funny thing is we've all grown, but in separate, you know, and from different, such difficult times. yeah, from difficult times. And yeah, I've done a lot of growing this year and I'm very grateful for 2020 has, um, taken me the path that's taken me down and farms. I know you speak very highly of 2020 as well. And yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know if Vance is trying to tell me that he wants to quit the podcast. <laughs> Make me do it solo with that message. I won't before. let you boys quit. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just, uh, you know, we're kind of laughing about him saying that, but at the same time, it's just so true. Like I think looking forward, everyone here, all three of us have a purpose and a passion that we want to achieve, you know, something and we know we're capable of doing great things. And I think what's really positive in the, in this the relationship we all have here is that we continue to, you know, push the other people on. Um, it makes a with, huge difference surrounding yourself with people like yourself. You know, we've, Marv and I in particular have had ups and downs this year, but, you know, these boys, like they have encouraged me nonstop for this book and they've always believed in me. And they've really shown me like this is what this is what life's about. So if you want to achieve your goals, you've got to surround yourself with people who really lift you up and want to see you succeed. There are a lot of people who say they want to see you succeed and then they're they're nowhere to be seen when you do succeed. Mm, yeah, no, exactly. They're only there for the good times. And you're right. Like I mean, this year alone, I kind of lost or well, left my job earlier in the year couldn't do much traveling I could have easily gone down that pathway of being like oh this is a shit year but with the support of these two amazing people here especially Vams and M well both of you you know you pushed me Vams to the podcast M as you mentioned three ups and downs but overall yeah really positive and always pushed me to do better things so I guess I've been doing some reflecting in Broome and I just want to say a big thank you to two very important people in my life yeah, let's hold hands and say thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Special moment. <laughs> yeah. And another thing I wanted to ask you, because I guess, you know, the stuff you've been through is pretty tough and we've all been through certain emotional times in our life where, you know, they're not the nicest things and you wouldn't you wouldn't wish it on anyone else, right? Because they're no, tough not, things. Not all, but, yeah. you know, when you – I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. When you look back on it, I mean, for me personally, the emotional stuff that I've been through, I look back on it. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else, but I'm glad I've been through it because it's made me into the person I am today. What are your thoughts? Like, what are your general thoughts on that sort of thought of mine? Yeah, just, you know, if you if you keep focusing on the positives and surround yourself with people who lift you up and, again, no one, no one can fix you, no one can help you, you have to want to get better. Mm. And 
that's that's really what helped me but looking back I think I was overthinking and stressing so much that I wish I could tell my younger self even now just chill out Emma everything's going to be okay because this too shall pass and it always does no matter what happens everything happens for a reason I guess and just just keep talking to your friends talk to whoever write it out whatever you need to do to get off your chest because you know we're all in this together we're all we're all going through similar things and it's really important to talk to people when you're ready um but yeah I wouldn't change the past for anything because you know it's these things that have led me to this place of writing a book and being able to share my story and help other people not feel so alone and now I'm chasing a life that I've always dreamed of yeah and I've already said it off the podcast but I will say it on it as well very proud of you for releasing the book it takes a lot of guts to do so you put yourself out there you expose yourself to you know comments whether they're positive or negative and to to me and in my opinion putting yourself out there is a massive thing not everyone does it and I'm not saying you're better than anyone else for Mm -hmm. doing it but by doing it it does make you it does make you vulnerable It, it does and I admire people for doing that because it makes you gives you that growth really because it does give you a bit of a thicker skin because now you're like, okay, well, I may, I may have to deal with this, but, you know, as you said, you have that support network around you and if that comes your way, you have people to talk to about it and you process it and you and you move on. So, you know, really great stuff that you've done. I, I really admire you and respect you for it and I'm sure everyone else does too because I think, you know, you are quite young and you've written a book Em's only 24. Yeah, People exactly. are listening who don't yeah. know how, how yeah. old she is. She's, she's, very, she's younger. very wisely, but yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a young girl. So mm. the fact that she has to offer that at the age of 24, imagine Em in six months, 12 months, another 18 months' yeah. time. Imagine Em much... at 30. Yeah. She'll be, she'll be like, who's a nice, wise old person? She'll be she'll be more divine than the Dalai Lama. That's <laughs> more divine, more mindful than the... Monk. <laughs> yeah, monk. I guess I um I want to finish on this that just because I've written a book, you know, it, don't compare yourself. Definitely, you know, I think it's yeah, you can't. I think it's so important to you know you may not even know what you want who you are, but just keep doing things that you know make you happy. Be around people who lift you up. Follow what inspires you, because everyone is on their own life journey, and we all have our own different talents. You know, my my talent I didn't even realize. I express myself very well through my writing. However, you guys, your passion might be about getting a story out on this podcast. Someone may be the best cleaner in the world at Mm. the supermarket, you know, and that's how they help people by, you know, having a clean environment. It's, It's not about what platform you're on or what you're doing. It's just about finding what what lights you up and keep doing that and that's how you're going to be of best service to other people exactly and i think it's really important it starts that conversation when they when you see em you know when you see us two doing the podcast when you see em writing a book you encourage people then to ignite what they're passionate about you know i've had a few i shared your book the other night and i've had a few of my friends you know say oh wow it's amazing and it's given you know them some time to think about what inspires them they're like oh wow you know like em can chase that dream of these two flogs moms and mouth can start a podcast like we're capable and we're you know able to do anything we put our mind to and i think that's really 
another yeah, why thing. not like yeah. we live one life like it's whether you fail or not it's an experience like you're going to learn from it either way so keep chasing what lights you up keep chasing what lights you up we've had a, a good time we probably want to head back down to cable beach and get a bit more sun sunshine. so on that note Barnes, do you have anything else to say yeah before we finish mom there was something you said pretty insightful something about on the rare occasion yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard something i don't know whether it was from a mentor or a podcast or something something about you have everything in your life and it's just not there. Something like, you, you said it, so I want you to articulate oh, no. better than me. <laughs> oh, no, yes. I've been listening to a young entrepreneur in Adelaide. His name's Eli Dangerfield. So a quick backstory with him. He's a young bloke who tried a bit of Forex trading, didn't do so well in that. Barnes and I can relate to that. <laughs> and then he went into the e-commerce business and he had three failed businesses, put all his money into it, and then he started a watch brand and... He failed about five, six times, was bullied in high school, had severe depression and anxiety, and he's come out on the other side. He's 21 years old, and I know money's not a measurement of how successful you are. He's now a millionaire, um, and he really is a great educator and someone I've been looking into learning a bit about e-commerce about. Anyway, that's the quick of it all. And I was listening to a podcast, and he said, everything you want in life, you've already achieved. Time's just catching up to it. So I heard that, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. This is a 21 year old guy and he's talking you know he's going down he's learning a bit more about spirituality and i'm actually manifestation yeah and i've reached out to him to learn a bit more about e-commerce um and yeah he's i've heard that and i was like wow he's 100 percent right so you know for him he uses the example that again you know if he's gone down the financial path and he goes i'm going to be a hundred worth 100 million dollars by the age of 30 and he's like i've already reached that goal time just catching up to i think yeah it's just really important to have that in your mind because you're manifesting it for you know your future whatever that is you know whether you can run quicker get a job whatever the whatever it is and yeah i think that's just hit it it goes back to your everything you have is already within you yeah we look around for all these external exactly. things and it's it's there in times we're, we're already our future self exactly and you know Vimes is already a model front page calvin klein summer catalog <laughs> so yeah there you go so yeah i just want everyone to hear that because i mean it's really good mm-hmm really useful when it really applies to everyone so mm. yeah that's it from me so i just really wanted to thank em again for coming on if actually i'll let you plug it how can we find you and how can we find your book yeah head to my instagram it's beautiful by m strange or you can also find on emily with two wise strange underscore or my email is emkstrange at gmail.com thank you so much for having me boys i've really loved doing this podcast yeah no worries we've thoroughly enjoyed having you on it and you are a very special part of both our lives yeah so there you have it everyone uh episode 21 with our beautiful guest, Emily Strange. That's it from us. We'll see you on episode 22.